we want to look at the foolishness of faith. You can call it the foolishness of God. You can call it the foolishness of God's power. Because sometimes it sounds foolish, but that is a secret. Look at the way we are this morning now. Let me tell you one thing. When I was coming to Lagos, I saw one banner. And that banner seems right. Why, Pastor? Because, Reverend Paul, you know you organize program with somebody somewhere around that, uh, before you enter, is it 7-Up? Somewhere like that. One program that was organized. Yeah. And I said, there is a change coming in the land. Yeah. I wish I can lay hands on that tip. Because there seems to be something coming up. And it's more like revivals of evangelists. Yeah, yeah. Because some things we used to see in the 70s. It's nice to see their, their gay children. I was like, wow, these tiny people, when they used to make noise in church, I do usually put them inside pocket. I'll never go and sit down there. <laughs> That's what we do. Now, there was this thing about crusade here, pockets of crusade. We are going to that now. And that is why there is something about healings and miracles now. Now, if you are here this morning, you will go on with miracles. See, there are, you know, when we were just growing up, when we were growing up, uh, we want to have program. What we normally pray for are the things that don't require prayer. We pray that God should not let it rain. We pray that Nepal should not take light. Instead of generator, instead of doing meeting inside the hall. Do we need to pray that it should not rain? Now, you know, if it rains, what does it matter? It doesn't matter at all. So in those days, we pray for things like that. But now, things have changed. Things are better. We know more. But in spite of that, now that, that's another thing. Listen, you know, it's a real change. It's a real change that is coming. It's a real change. See, the ones that were at the forefront, is, they have short distance to cover now. And many of them are tired. But what will come after them will be energetic. You see, there is a change, not only in the natural, but even the spiritual change that we bring to forefront younger people, younger people with energy, with speed, because it's like running from that place to this place. The elder ones, they are here. They only have short distance to cover. You know, many of them will be rushed because of the momentum of the younger one, like a force coming behind and sweeping them from where they are to the line there. There is coming a force. There has come a definite change, a force. God picking someone here, picking another there, bringing them forth. And it's a force that will involve harvest. For the time of harvest is here. Mainly, hatuto nongaliha. Like a farmer that has gone to the farm, coming back with sharks. Sharks of loads of harvest. For the time of harvest is here. And there will be salvation. Nemota likebonza hatita. And you will know because any kind and every kind of message will result in salvation. 
Any kind and every kind of message, we get people flock into the kingdom. And that's why you will see there will be diversities here and there. But the same result will be there will be harvest of so. How many people will go into, come into the kingdom? All the sobra hasatata. Kimbo gali gelegla hasoton de grehiki bakastin de hatita. Nemo nagaliha. Eli hatu no kose. Broti ya like lebo. Manka yale bango zozonon grehiki bakashile. E tu lubranzo zongale kasaka tigebo. Men sombra hanzazana. And what is the secret of getting there? What was the secret of getting to Canaan? Only Caleb and Joshua. Men of faith. And boldness. So that's what you need. Faith and boldness. Faith and boldness. Faith and boldness. Faith and boldness. And you will be able to lead the people into their harvest. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. There is something about foolishness of faith. Foolishness of God. Foolishness of the gospel. First Corinthians chapter 1. That's our subject this morning. First Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. He pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greek seeks after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block. And unto the Greeks, foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. There is something foolish to the mind of man, how God operates. That's why sometimes he does something that doesn't match up. That's why many intellectuals don't understand him. They, they, they can't comprehend it. They just don't understand it. And it pleases God to do things like that. Sometimes, what he expects us to walk in doesn't make too much sense. Let's go step by step. Look at it like this. God endowed man with five physical senses. Pastor, why? The reason why we have the five... <coughs> Meanwhile, let me tell you what the five physical senses are. Because sometimes one may not know. Some of you may be art students. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> God endows us with five physical senses. Sense of sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. They are the five physical senses. Why did God give us? God gave us so that we can collate. They are collectors of information about the world around us. They collect information. When I see something, I am collecting information. Sometimes, one of them may collect information. The information may not be enough for me to make decision. So what do I do? I employ some other hard to eat. You remember the case of that man? Isaac, Jacob, and Esau. When Isaac was old. Let's read it. Let's read it. Let's read it. Genesis chapter 27, verse 1. And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, so that he could not see, 
He called Esau his son and said unto him, My son. And he said unto him, Behold, here am I. And he said, Behold, now I am old. I know not the day of my death. Therefore take, I pray thee, weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow, and go out to the field, and take me some venison, and make savory meat, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son. You know the story. The woman played the trick, and Jacob was able to bring the food. Some interesting thing now happens. Look at verse 16. And she put the skins of the kiss of the goats upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. And he gave the savory meat and the bread which he had prepared into the hand of his son Jacob. And he came unto his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I. Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. No, 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 no. Hindsight is better than foresight. Because when you have to ask, Who are you, my son? It is because something inside of him starts feeling hard. And this is the son that you have been with for so many years. You should know. But when you start feeling like, are you my son? Look, look at it. He kept asking. Verse 19. And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, that is a firstborn. I have come according as thou bedest me. Arise, I pray thee. Sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. And as he said to his son, how is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord thy God brought it. Teach uh, to me. And as he said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether be, thou be my son, Esau, or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And his hand, he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy as his brother Esau's hand. So he blessed him. And he said, Are thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. <laughs> he was trying to collect as much information. He couldn't see. He would have collected more from that. So he started smelling him. The Bible actually said he smelled him. He touched him. He was trying to collect information. So that as to make right judgment. That is how God made us. God gave us the five physical senses to collect information about the world around us. What they collect, they will send to our, our mind, or our soul. Who will process it for the purpose of decision making? That is how God made us originally. We are to collect information. You know, I, I love God. Let me tell you something. I love God. I must have loved God. Let me put it like that. Why, pastor? When I got born again, I didn't know that there was nothing wrong with my eyes. Your eyes is just a collector of information. It is what you use it to collect that, that is important. One day, because of where I grew up, this local evangelical church, we don't understand what is sin and what is not sin. We don't think making bread is right. So we think that those things are sinful. Do you know there was a time that we think wearing shoe is not right? <laughs> you have to wear sander, and it has to be rubber sander. <laughs> you will think it's an exaggeration, but it is not. The first time Bro Kumuyi wore suit in Lagos, Bro I did, I want use about a month and a half to teach that wearing suit is no longer wrong. Before we, we because Bro Kumuyi wore suit in Lagos for the first time. I remember the Sunday after the fin after Bro Lawan finished teaching, one of the ushers wore suit, a brown suit like that. I'm, I'm sure he must have made mistake. Because he misbuttoned the suit. So the suit just do. <laughs> I said, holiness suit. Holy, holy suit. 
<laughs> because we thought everything was sinful. So when I got born again one day, I saw somebody wearing braids. And I was like, this is nice. I said, wow! At this stage, I still could think like that. Something is wrong with me, spiritually. Then I started praying that God should blind my eyes. So when I tell you that I love God, you will understand what I mean. I didn't just pray, I had that fasting. Because I thought that this eyes, something is wrong with it. That's why I could see somebody wearing braids and I like it. So I started fasting and praying. Thank God he didn't answer. <laughs> because I will I see you now. <coughs> you know, I, I, I believe I must have loved God. I think I love God. I do. <laughs> you know, there is nothing wrong with your eyes. He's a mere collector. There is nothing wrong with your ears. It's what you listen to. Some of you have phone. The battery doesn't last because you watch video that doesn't make sense. Nothing is wrong with your phone. It's what you are using it to watch. They are collectors of... And why did God give us? So that we will feel better. We will understand the world around us. So God made me, gave me five physical senses... So that I can collect information about the world around me and use it to make decisions. For example, I want to cross the road. And I saw this trailer coming. My eyes tells me, trailer is coming, sends information to my brain. My brain says, stop, don't cross. You know that makes sense? And that is good. But where the foolishness of faith now comes in is this. That's how God made us. That's how we're supposed to operate. Faith sometimes we now say, don't believe what you see. <laughs> that sounds foolish. God made me to believe what I see. I mean, if you are poor, it's obvious. Everybody know that you are poor. It's, it's clear. Faith will now say, act like you are not poor. But you are poor. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not a strange thing. So it sounds contradictory to our make. Hmm. It sounds contradictory. Now, some of you didn't eat in the morning before you came to church. And, of course, you have a way of garment of spirituality to wrap it up and say on Sunday service, who will eat before you go to church? But the truth is really that you don't have money for food. But God has given you a way out. You will say, how can I call my minister in the choir saying, he eating. <laughs> so, so you just manage to come like that. And here you are. You are poor and it's clear. And faith, we say, don't go around and scream it and let people know. You know, if you come to church like that as a nausea, and you have not eaten, and supposed to have eaten, if you fall down, <laughs> you, you know it will be clear to everybody that, so when, when you fall down, they are trying to wake you up if you say, cook. I mean, everybody will know that, okay, broccoli need coke to wake up. <laughs> and when they give you the coke, you say, that, ah, there's nothing as good as to manage it with gala. <laughs> you know, people will, people will understand. But foolishness of faith says, don't act like you are poor. It doesn't make sense. It seems to be contradictory. It seems not to be the way God made us. And that's why sometimes God will even give some commandments that doesn't make sense. 
Let me tell you one day. Then I was teaching on BCOS on television. It's amazing. And I, 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 I'm happy for the Yoruba uh, session that I'm coming for. I like Yoruba people. <laughs> Sometimes they are very funny. I, I went to preach in Oyo one day. And I saw one guy. He almost carried me. Ah, he said, quite a while. I said, what? He said, because you normally sit down to preach. They say in Oyo that you are lame. <laughs> so, <laughs> he was happy that I have legs. <laughs> I was like, oh God. I said, it's me. You see, I can walk. Oh. You know. So, the, 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 I was to tell you something. You have allowed me to forget now. <laughs> Nobody must laugh in the church. <laughs> Oh dear. That reminds me. BCS. Ah, bless your darling heart. BCS. I was teaching in BCS, and uh, one time I needed to pay money to, for the television that we hold them. We had already done the broadcast, we hold them money. So I went to the bank to collect 100,000 naira cash. I put it in my pocket. Then I remember that they were having Pentecostal Fellowship of Nigerian program. And it was the last day in Bishop Waluke's church, Christ Life Church. And it's not far from BCS. So I just decided, ah, it's good I attend, though, the last day. So I just went there. With the mind that when I finish, I will go to BCS and pay for the television program. When we got there, Pastor Yorisa Jeffer was the president then. He just said, I want uh, nine people to stand up who will give 66,000 naira each for this program, that uh, Bishop Walioke has spent some money to organize it. Of course, what's my own? I only went for the last day. I, I, my, my, my mind is to finish and go to TV. I just had one foolish commandment. Stand up and give it. The money that we hold, when it's not that we are going to pay ahead, uh-uh. You know, such commandment you can't miss. And because, I mean, it doesn't make sense. In fact, your mind can't tell you that. I mean, I mean your mind is correct. <laughs> so, I, I'm like, what? Number two, I'm not the type that stands up. You just don't know how shy I am. It's because I'm pastoring, that's why I talk. Oh, do you, have you visited me in the hotel where I stayed before? I'm, I'm, I'm a boy. I, I will just bore you to death because I will just sit down and I'll be looking at you, you'll be looking at me. <laughs> but I talk to Pastor Yuti because he's handsome. That, 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 that. Because he's handsome. I don't really talk. So I was like, what is this? To even stand up. But I knew. So I stood up. You know, many times there's a proverb in Yoruba that says that the old man is reluctantly dying. You now said on your way to heaven, greet everybody. Oh. <laughs> Do you think he wants to die? While I stood up, they said someone should collect. Uh, I remember Pastor Yo, we look at some people and say, Bishop, Bishop, something, stand up. Do you think that is a joke to be a bishop? Stand up. You are giving. Then we will look at somebody, oh, you are opposed to something, stand up. You are giving. I mean, you don't become an apostle for nothing. So, and here I am, ain't nobody. So I just stood up. So many of them were writing promissory notes, uh, stuff like that. Maybe one or two wrote check. You can imagine the look on the face of the guy. When I did my hands in pocket and I counted 66,000, I mean, and I gave him. <clears throat> you look at me like this. As in, some people are rich. Oh. <laughs> you are carrying this kind of money in your pocket. He was looking at me like that. Inside of me, I was like, just get out of this place. <laughs> Do you think somebody is giving this joyfully? <laughs> you know, I was, just, I was just looking at him. 
And he, 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 of course, you know, after that program, I went on with about two or three invitations for donation. <laughs> Somebody wanted to do a raise fund for university. They invited me. Somebody wanted to, <laughs> I was like, you people don't even understand. That's what, the day I knew that. Pa, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. Pastor love everyone. Whether you are cheerful or cheerless, just give. <laughs> oh, dear. And... It was so funny, and it sounds stupid. Come and see financial miracles. I got over one million within a matter of two, three weeks that God just started giving. I, I, I have seen miracles. See, I have seen miracles. I have seen people walk around me that felt like, is it only God this man is using? <laughs> because sometimes, oh, there was one that I took Prince, my son, so, uh, Ife, there was a radio station in Ife, oh, FM or something like that. So when I got there, I said I want to take a space to preach here. The, the, the guy said, blah, 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 blah. We agreed on how much to pay. Now, when we are coming from Ibadan, I borrow four money from Prince. So he knows I don't have a dime. And we strike a deal. They say, when will you pay? I said, let us tomorrow morning. So when we are coming, Prince was like, because I borrowed the money for fair from him. Before we got to Ibadan, Iwo Road, I got a, 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 I mean, a lot. So I showed him, I said, Prince, see, that's the money we are giving them tomorrow. He has seen that countless number of times. Something will just happen like that. Faith many times doesn't make sense. It doesn't just make sense. How will someone that is going to pay, you don't understand how people look at you when you hold. When you are running a radio program or television program, because they believe that churches must have money. Moreover, there are some churches that have money. Some will pay for one year ahead. Here I am. I just pay per use. Paper use. <laughs> and so when you don't bring money, and here you have been able to raise money, and God says, stand up and give it. A program that I don't know nobody, I just attended the last day, I didn't even know anything they did, and I am now giving. My brother and sister, let me tell you, many times it is foolishness, but that is the secret. It may not make sense, but there is something there. Look at Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Interestingly, sometimes, Jesus many times, he will neglect information collected by his five physical senses and act otherwise. Look, look at what he did in Matthew chapter 14 verse 22. And straightway, Jesus... Constrain his disciples to get into the sheep, to go before him onto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Matthew 14, 24. But the sheep was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea, Walking on the sea. Why we make him to walk on the sea? It means that he neglected what his eyes told him. He might not have studied science, but everybody knows that when you walk on water, you will sink. He knows that. He just went contrary to what his eyes told him. He went contrary to what his brain told him. His brain will tell him, man, this one passed preacher this one no be preaching. Oh. If you stand inside water, you will sink. He just neglected that. Many times, that is the foolishness we are talking about. You know, one day like that, I believe I was What is spirituality? The less you consider the physical, 
the more spiritual you are. Yeah, the more spiritual you are. It's like that pendulum. It swings here. Physical, it swings here spiritual. The more you swing towards this, the more spiritual you are. There was one day I taught on radio. And I gave a commandment that doesn't make sense. I pray for the sick. And I said, every one of you listening to me, if you are using walking stick, drop it and start walking. That's on radio. One man came. How did you know, Pastor? Because he came to give testimony in a crusade that we did. He said, after I finished praying, Paito was said, drop your walking stick. So he said, okay, and I will do what he said. So he said, he, he, he leaned towards the wall like this and dropped that walking stick. And I said, walk. So he said, he first tried one leg. He could walk. So he tried the other. So he, he, he walked in his room, to and fro. Then he decided to walk towards the sitting room. He said his children were there. Oh, they're like, Daddy, oh, you are doing exercise. You are doing therapy. He said, yeah. So he just walked there. Uh, he found out that he could walk. Without telling them, he just came out. He tried for about 10 kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> to really show that, that he could walk. <laughs> he, he tried to the meeting. It was, it was like, he, he couldn't believe it. Now, that doesn't make sense. Someone that couldn't walk. Now, I, I was miles away. That's why sometimes, when God hear people on the radio, sometimes they are so weird. They, it is so difficult. You talk about somebody calling you and you are feeling the joy. One day I had a program at Elisha and I prayed. And one woman coming from Igbora, she said, Pastor, one of my hair was there for 30 years. I can hear now. I can hear now. I'm going to the office. I will tell everybody I see on the way. Then she said, send your account number. I said, she said, send your account number. <laughs> of course, she sent 5,000, but that 5,000 meant so much to her. And she was so happy you could feel it. Distance away. Now, I, I, as we are sitting down here now, without diagnosis, without asking you what's wrong with you, will it not sound so funny if I say everybody will be healed? See, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't add up. There is nothing that shows. You know, sometimes you go for a meeting and you fall down. You may not even fall. <laughs> there is nothing tangible to hold on to. Pastor just said, I'm healed. I get Lucas Tundeglehati. Rosa Prahastin de Hezemunka Haya, he came Mungali, Hengizo Nongra Haka Seke Lebro, also Tolebrahans in Engele Gitiaba. There are many ways by which God heals cancer. One of the ways by which He heals cancer is that He will stop the progression and it will no longer get worse. But see, He will stop the progression, then, as because it's not moving bigger. It's not getting bigger. There will be the working on the system of the body that will eventually crush that cancer. And in a period of time, you will be completely delivered. There is one woman that I'm going to see in Ibadan. That's what will happen to her. Because I went to preach in one church and they asked me to pray for the woman. She had cancer and all this stuff, whatever stage and all this stuff. They said they have found it somewhere in the liver or whatever, whatever. But she's going to be healed. <clears throat> because sometimes what God does is that that sickness will no longer progress. Mm. So, so that it will stop. Then healing will catch up with it. Uh, because since it is no longer progressing and healing is developing in the system. Uh, the healing we swallow, we swallow it up. Ca- can you believe it as we are sitting down like this? The sickness that one has nursed for years, 
the condition that has been there for so many years, that has defied everything. I have seen, I have seen miracles. Sometimes I tell them on telly that, on radio that. I, I don't want to say a lot of the things I've seen because people will just look at you like this. I love the freedom I have. What freedom? I see right Okada. Don't tell people. <laughs> I tell them on the radio, but I tell them not to tell anyone. <laughs> yes. I ride Okada. I myself. I enjoy myself. I, I, I enjoy myself. I enjoy local people. When police talks me, people in the street talks, they harass them. They say, why, why you, you are stopping who? I like that. <laughs> <coughs> so if you do that, you can't afford to say everything. There was one day, I've, I, I've seen a lot, but I've not seen some things that I saw. One woman came at San Godia in Ibadan. We had a crusade. This woman had elephantiasis. I've not seen things like that before. And the leg shrank. It's unbelievable. It's, 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 it's weird. I've not seen things like that before. It's very weird. God is a miracle worker. The funny thing there is that the timing we do it, you won't even feel anything. You know, like you say, just imagine what happen. If I stretch my hand like this and I fall back, and all of you will say, oh, power came out of that hand. <laughs> but as I am talking, without prayer, sickness just go. I mean, you, you can, you can. What? I, I have seen this countless number of times. You know, I love to move around people. I love to move around when I'm teaching, some kind of teaching. There were more than once, more than twice, more than three times. I've seen people that say, Pastor, when you are giving illustration, you, you place your hand here on my shoulder, you know, that hand has been paining me for years. Then after that, you left. Then the pain just stopped. And I've never felt it before. I mean, again, things like that. And I didn't even pray. I didn't even know the fellow had any issue. I was just describing, explaining some things. And I touched his shoulder and he got healed. See, the way God works is weird. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. One of the greatest miracles I received was about uh, five weeks ago. It's one of the greatest, about five weeks ago. What happened? <laughs> I thought on Ogoma Shore. In fact, listen, God, God is, God, sometimes we don't understand him. God is too much. God is too much. In, I, I taught on divine healing, and I pray for the sick. And I find myself praying about people that wet bed. I said, in the name of Jesus, you will no longer wet bed. In the name of Jesus. They hear my program in Ogoma show on Monday morning. <laughs> you know local area. One uh, nursery school teacher put on radio in the class. I said, children will not stop me from listening to Kwaitowa. You, you know? It is where you walk that you enjoy. <laughs> she just on the radio. And uh, when I was praying for people that wet bed, she asked the children, how many of you wet bed? Eight of them raised their hands up. So he said, uh, we say amen when pastor is praying. So they were saying amen, they were saying amen. Do you know that two weeks after, she sent text to me that, she asked every one of them. They never wear bed again. Everyone. Children. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's, some, it's kind of weird. She sent the text to me. I look at the text like this. I, 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 I'm like, God is so exciting that you are waiting for the next thing we do. And you are waiting for the next thing we do. Do you know that you may be here and you are rejoicing about God blessing you for one thing? God will top it. God won't give gap between this miracle and the next one. Yeah. Because it's, it's just like that. Before you finish rejoicing about one, and you'll be like, 
I, I will give testimony on Sunday. Then before Sunday, he has added something greater than the one in the name of Jesus. That, 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 that's what he does. It is it's difficult to explain. It's very difficult to explain. I do programming uh, uh, in learning now. When I... Some years ago, I was on Ilone television, Kwara TV. There was one guy there, a Muslim guy. He was the head of marketing. He was the one that said, okay, bring the program, let's see. When I said this Yoruba, uh, some other people there said, mm. he said, bring it. That man is an allergy man. Only God knows why. God just started blessing him. And I've seen that over and over and over and over. This man told me and said, Pastor, I'm selling cars now. God is weird. The power of God is just too much. Any ailment, any disease that you have in your body, it's just like this to him. It's small. Listen, it is very small. Your problem is very small. Okay, the whole world is like a drop of water then your problem is not up to an atomic size. It's, it's tiny. That's why it, it can just do things like this. Look at the way, you know, there was a man called Joseph. He was a prisoner yesterday. He became prime minister the next day. He, that is how God is. You know, it's not a story. It's not a fiction. It's real life. A prisoner today, a prime minister the next day. Somebody seeking for a job today, becoming a manager the next day. That is what he can do. Yes, and the way he does it is what we will consider as being foolish. It looks like he's foolish. By next week or thereabout, depending on my timetable, I go and stay over in one state. Don't let me mention it. <clears throat> what do I want to go and do there? There is this couple, they are trusting God for children. So, I go and sleep over in their house. And they will have children. Mm. Nobody understands it. I don't understand it myself. I just don't know. I don't know. As sharp as I think I am. You know, it's always good that you think you are sharp. Even if you are not, just think like that. That's what I do. <laughs> <clears throat> I still don't know how I discovered it. If anybody has challenge with children, I'll go and stay over in their house. They will have children. I don't know. I must have told you before one day when one guy said, Pastor, come to Portacourt. Ah, I said, you this boy. He said, when I was in school, I had to make a statement like that. I said, it's not a lie. I did. He said, please come to Portacourt. Ah, I said, I don't have time. He said, please, pastor, please. We have been married for about five years, please. I said, okay. The day I have time, I'll come. But he knows how to make pastors to come. He sent tickets. You, you, you know, have you ever wondered why pastor visits some people and doesn't? <laughs> you know, some of you don't know how to accept pastors. Uh, you don't know. Yes, pastor is here to help your problem. But once in a while, send something to pastor. Amen. Amen. That is how, how, how funny things is. Look at it. Pastor may be richer than you. The logic is, somebody that is this rich, they should be the one that should give to the poor. God doesn't think like that. <laughs> God doesn't think like that. God sent a widow to go and sustain a prophet. It doesn't make sense. It's super it's foolish. That's it. I'm telling you, let me tell you one secret about life. Give to someone that has more than you. Yes, sir. It's a secret to life. Uh, sit down there. <clears throat> it is the size of the head that measures the headache. <laughs> when, when you give to somebody that is bigger than you, what he wants to throw away one day when he gives you, you will know what we are talking about. That's why we give to God. He's bigger than us. 
You know why does he ask us to give? To have an excuse to bless us. Yeah. So nobody can say, why are you blessing? And we say, don't, don't, don't you see that he gave me five naira? That, that's the truth. That, that, that's the, so sometimes it doesn't make sense. God will ask you to give to someone that has more than you. It doesn't make sense, but that is how he works. Faith doesn't make sense. Sometimes it's foolish. When I got to Portacos, I got there around 9.30. So they came to pick me at the airport, and I went there to the house. They put it in TBN to show that they are Christian. I said, let's watch ball. <laughs> and it was even Arsenal playing that day. I said, let's watch ball. So they put it there. They said, uh, I already told them, rice, plantain, make sure you fry the stew. Because if it's not fried, I don't like it. You know how to fry stew. <clears throat> Some people don't know. <laughs> Let me tell you, two major ingredients to have very good stew. <clears throat> you are laughing. I could see many women bringing out their jota and pen. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, boil your pepper. If you don't boil that pepper, it won't be very sweet. Boil all the water out completely. That is very important. Number two, <laughs> bleach your palm oil. Mm, you need to bleach that palm oil. Ah. Uh -uh. They will think you put sugar in it. Yeah. They will think you put sugar in it. You know, there is this Hausa tomato. Mm, that Hausa tomato, that, that tomato can be very sweet. Mm. Don't put a rotten one there because you don't say something like it's small. No, the trace of it will affect all the stew. Mm. The trace of it. Mm. And of course, I know that when you boil your meat, you won't throw the water away because some people will throw it away. Don't throw the water away. And you can't boil meat well without onion. Onion is very important in boiling the, uh, the meat. <laughs> no, uh, uh. I, I'm a good cook. That's why my wife married me. <laughs> what led us to steal now? <laughs> but that God. <laughs> so I told them, I said, but, but, I mean, get the steel ready and the fried, fried your meat. I, I found out that fried meat also goes more with that kind of steel that on fried. So make sure you fry the meat with uh, vegetable oil. The sequence of adding is your choice. That one doesn't matter much. Whether you will add water first, you add uh, whatever first. Most of the time, you won't need water. It's the water from that meat that you just had to eat. And that, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. You, you'll enjoy it. So they have done that one. And they cook rice with plantain and coke, of course. Two bottles of coke. You know why pastors say this? Should I visit you one day? You will not start thinking, what will I give pastor? What will I? I remember many years ago, a pastor was t talking to his uh, uh, member. And he said something like, my birthday is coming. I know there are some of you that are, look, that are thinking, should you buy a suit for me? I'm size something. I was like, whoa. Of course, everybody just tells you down. So that when they want to buy a suit for their pastor, they know the, the size. I was laughing, I said. And it's a holiness church. So that was what baffled me. I said, my God, everyone is kind of, it's the degree that differs. <laughs> oh, dear. Hmm. So I just ate food, and uh, they thought we were having IVG. No, it's not IVG. That's why it's like foolishness. God doesn't understand it. 
They thought it's Navigi. I said, it's not Navigi. I said, bring your hand. I didn't pray for two minutes. I said, God, you know what? I'm here. I'll sleep over here. I don't know how it works, but I know it works. And this couple, they will have children in Jesus' name. Amen. Then we didn't pray for two minutes. And I went to the room that they said I should be. And uh, I didn't want to sleep immediately. I usually listen to someone before I sleep. But I was tired. I know I will sleep so soon. But I put on the salmon on my iPad, and I was now playing Scrabble. That's what I did till I slept off. I left the first thing the next day, back to Lagos. When I got down here, the lady got pregnant and delivered nine months after. Now, the guy called me and said, Pastor, we don't understand it. I said, I don't understand it too. They said, Pastor, you don't understand. They said, we have given sacrificial offering. They work in oil company. We have given sacrificial offering. We have called prophets. They, they attend the Christ embassy. We have gone for all miracle service. You came. You didn't pray for two minutes. You slept. You left. She got pregnant. We don't understand. I said, I don't understand it either. Things of God, they are like foolishness. Sometimes as a pastor, we, we, it takes a lot of faith to be foolish like that because you are thinking of people. Am I not going to overburden this fellow? Some Old Testament prophets, sometimes you think they are wicked. <laughs> they must have understood the foolishness of God more. Look at Elisha that we go to somebody and say that. Serve me first. <laughs> a widow that is about to die. Serve me first. <laughs> Sometimes you'll be like, is that not wickedness? How can you do that? But it's foolish. And that's how God works. And that's if I just tell you now that. Now, it's me. Look at the way the white people said about COVID. They said on the street of Africa, they will be, they'll be kicking dead people. They are proved wrong. Ooh, nobody understands it. <laughs> they don't understand this. We don't understand it. Nobody understands it. We just refuse to die. <laughs> we don't know. It's, it's just a funny thing. We don't have the medical scheme. We don't have nothing. But you know, one day, there is one small girl that stays with my mom. The girl had tuberculosis. My, I've never seen my mom use a nose cover for wear. They don't use nose cover in Agugu. What? <laughs> I mean, and they don't die. The girl had tuberculosis. It was even long before we discovered. Eventually, we discovered, taken her to hospital, got healed. She stayed with my mom. My mom didn't, I mean, she didn't know nothing. She didn't have any, she didn't even have a headache. They will say, when somebody has tuberculosis, run away from the fellow. They don't run from nobody. They don't have anything. <laughs> you just don't understand. That's why sometimes some of us are too smart. That's the, you don't understand, it's the foolishness of God that does the job. Uh, that is why you are trying to have the IQ. See down there. Why, why you are trying to get the highest IQ? Some of us have found a way of foolish way of getting there. I was pastoring in Lagos. And God said, go to Ibadan. It was foolish. I remember one reverend had and said, ah, oh, he must have done something wrong. <laughs> because he couldn't understand it. How can you leave Lagos? And sincerely, oh, Ibadan is so far from Lagos. Oh. Ibadan is a thousand years away from Lagos. Oh, if you, churches of this size in Ibadan, they don't need to have a parking space. <laughs> and maybe only about uh, four people, we have the car. Pastor, we have one. And maybe one of the fellow that strayed into the church for the first time. <laughs> we have one. And so... When God now said, leave Lagos for Ibadan, one, I met one reverend that told his pastor that 
Are you sure he has not done something wrong? Because he's foolish. It doesn't make sense. But that's how this God works. Mm, that's how he works. He said when everyone is rushing to Lagos, he is coming from Lagos to Ibadan. That doesn't make sense. I came to Ibadan. He left Ibadan for Lagos. He invited me to his church 15, about 15 years after. And we were talking. I said, sir, how's Lagos? He said, Reverend, to tell you the truth, for the first 10 years we suffered. We, we suffered. We didn't get, we are just getting grand now. And I came to Ibadan, that's supposed to be worse. <clears throat> and everything started working. Do you know that I never preached one single sermon while I was in Lagos? Not a single sermon. The Yoruba that I use, it's only me and Tunjuki that we practice Yoruba. You know, he's, he's, he's furnished with a lot of Yoruba proverb. Where is he? Oh, ah, you, have, you have grown taller. That's why I didn't see him. Are you recognizing me again? <laughs> I didn't see him again. Oh. Oh, you think Mr. Toji is not tall? Huh? You just know how tall he was then, or how untall. <laughs> he was the only one that we normally speak good Yoruba to one another. That was all. I never preached one sermon. It was when I got to Ibadan that I, I discovered I should preach in Yoruba, and it was like a joke. I just came on one day, I said, I always love people. I always, I love human beings. God knows. Sometimes when I see older people having meetings, I'll go and patch up and sit down among them. When I see people from the East having parapo meeting, I'll be like, ah, I wish I can sit down and teach them Bible. I, I always think like that. So I just came on one day, I just told my wife, I, I, I'll, I'll be teaching Yoruba on radio or TV. I, I said I'll, I'll start teaching. And I will call it Paitowa. She just laughed. Because, and unknowingly, not understanding that is one of God's purpose for one's life. And it's because I went to Ibadan, which was stupid. So listen, listen, that's why I call it the foolishness of God. If I tell you now that in the name of Jesus, every bone disease, every blood disease, you are healed in Jesus' name. Yeah. It, it looks like it's that all, and that's all. It doesn't make sense. That's the beauty of it. It doesn't make sense. Mm. It doesn't make sense. Hallelujah. Miracle worker. You know, sometimes you read some things in the Old Testament, you will just, you will just like this God. Because you will say he's not organized. Then the way he does things is so funny. One prophet came one day and said, uh, just imagine somebody coming up now. How many people will believe it? In fact... Newspaper will scatter him. If somebody comes up and says that, don't say the Lord, by the end of this year, one naira will be equivalent to one dollar. <laughs> what do you think will happen? <laughs> now, sincerely think. What do you think will happen? Will you quote him? <laughs> Nobody! Who said that this is mad? And that's exactly what Elisha said once. He said, by this time tomorrow, the measure of this will be like this price. That one will have gone down. Ah, one guy said, I'm going to sit down. <laughs> God or oh, no God, I'm, a, I'm an economist. That can never happen. <laughs> Elijah said, all right. It will happen. You will see it, but you won't taste. Mm, what about that? <laughs> and it just happened. And God used four lepers or something like that. What well, I mean, insignificant thing. That, that's how it is. That's how it is. Do you know that before the end of this year, you will enter into miracles? In the name of the Lord Jesus, the head of the church, financially, you will receive tangible, definite miracles in the name of Jesus. You know, there are many of us that may be moving through some hard times. Hardship is over. You know, so that, that, that's how it works. That's how it works. You know, sometimes you will be like, 
I wish my body shakes. Your body may not shake nothing. Greatest financial or whatever miracles that I've received, they come in a funny way. One day, you know, I teach on Bond FM, Lagos, yeah. I teach every week. Every week is 36,000. How did I get there? Simple. One day, one woman came to Pastor Yinka Deliki. I wanted to print funeral program of her mother. And they got talking. And the woman said, ah, there is a preacher this my mom loved. Ah, that preacher really helped her. When she was sick, she came to U.S. We were looking for what she would listen to. Then I just stumbled on it on YouTube. She, she requested for it. So we started looking for, we downloaded all his messages, put them in MP3 and gave her that she just improved so much and she enjoyed her last years in life. So they were talking. And the woman said, ah, and they said that man is in it, but then here, yeah, they call him Paitowa. Ah, Pastor Yinka said, I've talked to him this morning. They couldn't believe it. <laughs> they couldn't. That you know him. He said, I know. can I call him now? <laughs> the woman was so shocked. That's how I got to Bond FM. They said, whatever help our mom, we help Lagosian. And they just brought, they said, look for any station, we will be responsible. I didn't feel nothing. I didn't. I'm talking about greatest miracles. You won't feel anything. You won't. You won't feel that. That's why it's like foolishness. Can we bow down our heads? In the name of Jesus. Every bone disease, every blood disease, every sickness, every disease concerning your organ, the liver, the kidney, the heart, lungs, I say be healed in the name of Jesus. I speak forth and I declare a wellness concerning you in the name of Jesus. Almighty God, you are a miracle worker. I ask you, God, that you open doors of miracles for every single one here. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Every single one that have lost things, either they took it from you, either your own negligence, I pray for a total recovery in the name of Jesus. I declare that you will have and enjoy a complete total recovery in the name of Jesus. Almighty God, you are a miracle worker. And you do things that amazes us. There are some people you have done miracle for. Father, we ask for more. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, before the end of this year, receive another mightier miracles in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Almighty God. You said none of you shall be barren nor cast their young. As many as I are looking unto you, for fruit of the womb. Open their womb in the name of Jesus. Whether medically possible or impossible. Give unto them the desires of their heart in the name of Jesus. Almighty God. I pray for every single one looking for who to marry. Either male or female. Almighty. The Bible says the step of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I pray that your step will be ordered. You will meet the right person. Opportunity will come up. You will take advantage of the opportunity in the name of Jesus. You will have children. You will have children. You will have children in the name of Jesus. Almighty God. This is why you are great. This is why you are great. Thank you for answering. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Open your eyes. See, see, see. You, you, you will see miracles. Yeah, you will. 
You will. You will see miracles. One may not be able to connect the dot. It will just happen. It will just happen. Hallelujah. I, I, I was teaching on radio the other day. Yesterday, somebody sent a text to me and said, Pastor, an old man, because I taught one message about how to make heaven. So the old man said, please send that message to me. So I started looking for the message. Then I kept thinking, why will an old man say, send a message of how to make heaven to me? He wants to be sure of where he's going to. Maybe you are here this morning. You know, I expect everybody to be a Christian, but we may not all be. How do I know? If you die now, if you are not sure of making heaven, one can be sure. Yeah, one can be sure. I always believe anybody that comes to church wants to make heaven. Yeah, one, unless you just don't know how. That's why, let me ask every one of us to close our eyes, to help our brethren. If you are here, and you know, and you are not sure, if you are sure, you don't need to raise your hands up. But if you are not sure of making heaven, if you die now, just raise up your hand. We just pray with you. It's good to be sure. Hmm. Anybody like that? Just raise your hands up very well. It's a good thing you want to do. There's nothing to be afraid or ashamed of it at all. Okay, there's nobody. Open your eyes. See, if you are born again, don't let anybody tell you you are not. If you are born again, if you die, you will make heaven. Don't, don't let anybody tell you, unless you dress like us, you are not making heaven. Forget about all those kind of a thing. It's not dressing that makes someone to go to heaven. He's been born again. Once you are born again, you are born again. Please, don't let anybody talk you out of it. But if you are not sure, it's always good to be sure. That's just the thing. Now, there, there, there will be testimonies. Yeah, there will be. You know, I'll be here again next week. Yeah, I'll be here again next week. Yes. And we are going to have testimonies. Yes, you will have testimonies. Yes. That, that's just the truth. You have testimonies. Maybe somewhere uh, uh, that is uh, what, affecting you or you have uh, a lump or something, it will have disappeared. That you, you, you will just find out that by the time we come next week and you will say, I didn't feel anything. I didn't. It doesn't look like God did anything. But that's, that's, that's why it's foolish. That's why it's foolish. He does things like that. Hallelujah. I, I, I'm happy you enjoy or you are a partaker of the foolishness of it. Mm. Mm. You will just be going home as if nothing happened. Yet, so, everything has happened. Yeah. Because the Bible says all things are yours. Hallelujah. Why don't you just lift up your hands and thank him? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Miracle walker. You are the miracle walker.